Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of Speech with Rach. It has been a hot second since I jumped on here. If you did not hear, my last episode was kind of a special one because I had my good friend Bree on the show, and she is a Reiki healer, a breathwork facilitator, and just an incredible soul. And her episode was a little longer, so instead of two episodes that week, you just got one because it's a juicy one. So make sure you go give that a listen if you haven't yet. But let's talk about this week's topic. Um, you know, this week's topic came to me again through a DM when someone asked me, you know, how do you not compare yourselves to the people that you see on Instagram? And the DM was a little bit longer. And basically, this girl was just saying that there's days that she feels like she's not a good SLP because she looks on Instagram and she sees SLPs stressed to the nines with perfect sessions, great materials, and they're posting about it on Instagram and having sessions. And then she was like, there's days that, you know, I can't even get it together. And I look at that and I think, okay, if they can do all that and be an SLP, you know, what do I not have? And so I wanted to talk today about comparison. There's a quote by, gosh, I'm going to butcher this, but I think it's Woodrow Wilson. No, oh, Roosevelt. I don't know, guys. It's someone, but it's one of my favorite quotes. And the quote is, comparison is the thief of joy. If we are constantly comparing ourselves to the people around us, we are never going to be happy. So let's kind of dive into the idea of comparison. I think that from the time we are born, we are just comparing ourselves to those around us, especially those that we look up to. As children, we would compare ourselves to people that inspired us. For me, that was people like Kelly Clarkson and Christina Aguilera and singers, right? So I was comparing myself to their gold standard of talent. Then when we moved into high school, at least for me, that's when I really started to notice the comparison take over my life. Clicks began to form, rumors began to spread, and people began to talk about what people had and didn't have. And where I grew up was a pretty affluent suburb of Chicago. And in my area, most of the kids got what they wanted. Not a lot of kids worked. Most of the parents were both working. They lived in huge homes, went on multiple vacations, and lived a very luxurious life. And while I envied that and admired that, I didn't have that life. In my family, I knew that I would have to be working. I took my first job when I was 15 years old, working as a counselor in training. And then I started right at age 16 at a boutique because... During the stock market crash of 2008, or the recession, my family lost my entire college savings. College savings and even more. And so I knew from that moment on that my life wasn't going to look like the kids around me. And instead of being frustrated by it and saying, well, that's not fair. Why don't they have to do this? 
I decided to look at it as an opportunity and realize that I was at a different chapter in my life, for better or for worse, and I couldn't compare where I was at to where they were at and vice versa. I also didn't know what struggles they had hiding behind doors. So many times when people present as okay or that they've got it together, there's a lot more going on. And so I started to learn that comparison wasn't a helpful trait because it just made me sit and wallow in envy of what I didn't have instead of focusing on what I did have. And I think something that's really interesting about comparison is that as women, I've noticed we are extra sensitive to this area, if that makes sense, right? Like we are always comparing ourselves to those around us and in academia especially. I think that as women, we have always had to fight for our right to speak, right? To have a voice, to be heard. And so when we're in our jobs, when we're in our day-to-day, we carry a lot of masculine energy. We want to protect who we are, what we believe in, and our work ethic. And we kind of let that feminine soft side melt away because we have to. We have to be competitive. We have to. It's a survival trait, right? And we forget that by leading with that, with that harshness, with that masculine energy, we're not taking the time to slow down and hear people's stories. And so we compare and we compare unfairly without really having the true story in front of us. And guys, there's always so much more to the story. Uh, And I actually think I have the perfect example of that. So when I was in grad school, on top of being a graduate student and a graduate assistant, I would drive home two hours every weekend to both waitress at Red Robin and work at a gym. (laughs) So life was crazy, you guys. I had so much on my plate as a grad student, commuting, working three jobs, and just, you know, struggling with my eating disorder and mental health and such. And when I worked as a waitress, when I took on that job, I viewed it as a professional job, right? I left my problems at the door. Anytime that I took on a role, I left my personal problems, my baggage at the door. I put on a happy face and I did what I needed to do to pay my bills. And especially with waitressing, I learned the power of contagious and happy and magnetic energy. And I very could easily go into my shifts mopey and upset and angry, but instead I chose to let it be. I had a lot going on in my life, but I didn't complain. However, my coworkers always did. I worked with a staff of people that had been in this position for maybe the past five to ten years, and they are very complacent with their jobs. And they were constantly late, constantly complaining, constantly throwing a fit over the tiniest things that made absolutely no sense to me. I felt like these people consistently brought their baggage into work and it was really hard to be around. And it frustrated me because in my head I'm sitting there thinking, God, like they don't even know the half of what I'm going through, but I don't bring that in. 
right? I don't bitch and moan and complain every day. I just show up. And it wasn't until one day that I realized how well I had hid everything I was going through. So one night I was bartending and I had a guy come in and I was serving him and he was drinking a good amount to the point that I was getting a little concerned. He was kind of struggling to keep his words together and I didn't know if he was going to be driving home. I also had kind of a breakdown when I saw that because my father is an alcoholic and when I saw those characteristics in this man, I freaked out and thought, if this was my dad getting wasted at a bar, what would I want the bartender to do? So I pulled my manager aside, I took a deep breath, and I thought, or so I thought, calmly began to tell him that I was concerned with this man and I wanted to stop serving him, but what came out was just tears. I let out that my father was an alcoholic, that I was struggling with this and that, and oh my goodness, you guys, I exploded with my life story, and he was shocked. He was like, Rachel, I had no idea that any of this was going on because every day when you show up, you put on a smile. You come with a good attitude. Why didn't you tell us about this stuff? And I said, because it's my story of who I am in the past, not who I am now. Those things made me who I am, and I'm grateful for them, but I'm living in the present moment. I'm choosing to be here, and if those things come up in conversation, sure, but I'm not going to just willingly bring up negative or unnecessary information when it just ends up hurting me and the people around me. You know, why dwell on the things in the past or the things I can't change? And my manager was pretty dumbstruck because, you know, I was a 20 three-year-old saying that and my coworkers were in their 40s, but I was thankful because my struggles in life have shown me that everyone has a story. And the minute you compare, you just assume that they don't have a story. You don't know why that person is doing the thing that they're doing or acting the way that they're acting. It might look like they come to school perfectly dressed every day and they got all A's. But maybe they're only doing it because the pressure of their family, right? Or their perfectionist attitude. We can't compare to people because we don't know what's going on. And it's okay to be at a different chapter. I learned in grad school that I couldn't compare myself to the other girls in my program or my clinician professors, you know, my mentors, because... We were all different. Yes, we had a purpose that was very similar, but we all had different upbringings. We all had a little bit of a different why, and that's okay. I think when I started to accept that I wasn't going to grad school to be someone's mold, I was going to grad school to evolve who I was as a clinician, I started to let go of the comparison. I was never the girl discussing my grades, never the girl comparing test scores or talking about answers, never bragging about how many clients I had this week. I just didn't care. And for the girls that needed to do that, so be it. They might have needed that because they didn't have other things in their life that brought them joy or made them feel proud. But I did. 
I knew I was a great sister. I was a great girlfriend. I was a great worker. And I was doing all that I could to be a damn good clinician and student. And that's okay. So guys, wherever you are in your journey, whether it be a grad student, a CF, an SLP, a seasoned SLP, a new SLP, don't compare, especially to what you see on Instagram. There's so much more going on behind the scenes. And until we take the time to listen to people's stories, we can't make judgments. And even when we listen to their stories, I hope we're still not making judgments at those points. But really, what I'm leaving you with is comparison is the thief of joy. Your chapter one might be someone else's chapter 20. We are all at different points in life, and that's okay. Instead of focusing on what you don't have, this week I challenge you to celebrate your successes. Celebrate the things that you do have. And I've actually been challenging myself to do that for this entire month. So for the entire month of December, I'm doing a gratitude challenge where every single day I'm posting on my story something I'm grateful for. And I'm asking all of my kiddos every session because I want us to start to focus on the positive things that we have around us. So if you want to join me in this gratitude challenge, please let me know. Post about it in your stories. Repost this podcast episode and I would be happy to share your page as well. I love getting to know you all and connecting. And so I will leave you with that. The quote, that comparison is the thief of joy. And the affirmation that I'm doing the best that I can and that's okay. Right? Giving yourself grace. Not comparing to your own expectations is also a huge thing, but that is a whole nother episode we could go into. (laughs) Until then, stay tuned with my gratitude challenge on Instagram and keep an eye out for a mindfulness webinar that Thanks Morris and I will be hosting in January. Until then, friends, I am sending you so much love and light. And again, if this episode resonates with you, let me know. DM me, post it on your story, write a review. I just like to see what pieces of my content are resonating with you the most because that can help guide me in future topics. I will see you all soon.